We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, IB Nation, all of you out there ready for some predictions. That's Ryan Roberts. I'm Brian Driscoll. And we're going to kind of put our finishing touches on the Notre Dame-Navy game, plus some of the other big matchups. Because, like, Ryan, there's three weeks left of the college football season. There are a lot of conference battles that have a lot to shake out. I I can't think of a single conference battle. The closest thing is the Big 12 to where, yep, that team's going to win the conference. A lot of battles still to be shaken out. A lot of division winners still have to be determined, much less who's going to win the conference championship game. So we're going to talk a lot about that. But, of course, we're in the first game that matters to us the most is Notre Dame against Navy. And when you look at this game, what we're not going to do is kind of tell y'all, oh, this is a tough game, and this is Navy's a really good team and a really good win and all that kind of stuff. They're not. They're three and six. They're not a really good football team. But I actually think that's kind of a good thing for Notre Dame because it's going to be a test for them. Look, we know this team can get up for big games. We know it. Notre Dame is 4-1 and one against teams that either were or are ranked in the top 25. When it's a big game, this team gets ready. What we're going to learn this weekend, Ryan, is if for the first time all season, in all three phases of the game, if Notre Dame can get ready for a, a, an opponent that's beneath them, so to speak. Against UNLV, we saw the defense get ready for it, but I didn't love what I saw from the special teams in the offense. And there's been other games where we've seen the offense play better in those type of moments, but the defense did it. For the most part, they just haven't played good football against teams that they can't. The magnitude of the game doesn't get them going. They're going to have a chance to do that against Navy, Ryan. And if they can, it's going to be another sign that this team is growing and growing and growing, getting closer to the football team that you and I thought they could be coming into the season. There's already been a little bit of a getting over the hump situation with Notre Dame, you know, kind of beating a Clemson team that had been a stickler to you in the past, you know, a fully healthy team, a team that has full arsenal in their back in their backfield and in their, you know, just in their team in general. And now the next question is, can Notre Dame take advantage, take advantage of a team that they should beat and should they come ready and focus to play? We've seen in instances in the past, the teams that just kind of sleepwalk through these types of games don't have the killer instinct, and that's the biggest thing for me this game is that Notre Dame has a chance to show 
we are a different team than we have been, right? Like last week wasn't a fluke. Those last couple of games are not just admirations. Like this is a start to something, a dominance that you can see on this football team. So I think it's a big opportunity, Brian, to your point, right? Like it's a opportunity to show that you are moving in a different direction and you are going to take it, take care of a team that you should dominate. Like you should dominate. There's no question about it. And this is a big opportunity, obviously, tomorrow for them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I mean, when, when you look at this football team for Notre Dame, it, you know, the thing we've talked about before, Ryan, when we've had to make predictions for games is I have no clue who this football team is. I have no idea which version of this Notre Dame team is going to show up. And I, and I would argue that that w- without question, the last two games have been the best back-to-back performances that we've seen from them. I would, I would argue that the two best games we've seen Notre Dame play this year are probably what? Clemson and North Carolina are probably the two best that they've played individually. But I think they were much better against Syracuse. They were better against Clemson than they were North Carolina because they played good for 40, 60 minutes. Whereas, you know, North Carolina was kind of a, I'd say, a 45 minute game, right? And then Notre Dame kind of let up a little bit. We didn't see, they didn't let up against Clemson. I thought they played well against BYU, but not great. They didn't play great against Syracuse either, but they played better against Syracuse than they played against BYU. Therefore, last two games are the best we've seen. And that's coming off of a game against UNLV where, you know, UNLV is not that good of a football team, but they did what they needed to do and they dominated them. And look, UNLV is not worse than Marshall. UNLV is not necessarily worse than that much worse than Stanford, if worse than Stanford. 
And of course, we saw UNLV take on Cal, and UNLV went for 60 minutes and battled Cal to the very end of the game. And so they handled their business and played it a way where, you know, even when they were sloppy at times, they still played well enough that they could blow UNLV out. So I think this is an opportunity for us to see growth. And it's not so much about Navy as much as it's about Notre Dame. And can this Notre Dame football team kind of play with the maturity when the moment doesn't call for it? And those are the those are the times you really find out the the leadership and the the heart of your team is look it's easier to get up for a Clemson game and I think the way that Marcus Freeman and these coaches have run this program is they don't try to tamp down the energy and the emotion of this team the way the previous coach did so it's a lot easier for them to get up for the big games which is why you see this team you know play with the emotion it did against Ohio State and they didn't execute well which is why they lost but they certainly play with fire and passion and and. Ohio State was just a better team that day. It's why they were up and dominated North Carolina. It's why they outplayed BYU for much of that game. It's why they dominated Syracuse. It's why they dominated Clemson. This team certainly can get up for big games. Where what has been lacking is do they have the same maturity as a team and the focus and leadership as a team to kind of push themselves to focus on excellence when they're not in a situation where the opponent is as strong. And so I think those are interesting aspects to this game that make it sort of fascinating. And, and it's about, it's about, you know, we said it's not necessarily about Navy. It's about Navy from the standpoint of they're not very good and Notre Dame knows it. There's no pretending it. There are things about them that make you kind of have to lock in a little bit defensively, especially because, you know, you got to really lock in on the triple option. But then also it's about just continued growth as you get into the next two games. These next two opportunities are chances for this football team to really get its mind right, to get its bodies right, to get its focus right, to get do all the things that they need to do that teams in the past haven't necessarily been able to do. I mean, we've seen years in the past where Notre Dame has won in November, but they didn't necessarily look great at the end of the season. You know, last year I thought Notre Dame finished the year pretty strong. You know, even in in November of 2020, it's a little weird because November was still kind of like normally where October would be because of the late start. You know, we saw them in in, in past years where you know they just kind of went out and beat bad teams and they just out talented people. And you know, I think back to the 2015 season when you know they beat Boston College in in Wake Forest, but it was it wasn't pretty. They just they just out talented them. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Notre Dame come out tomorrow and just out-talent Navy, and that's the reason that they win by three touchdowns. I want to see a game where you kind of come out and you play with fire because you're excited to be playing together as a football team in a Notre Dame uniform. And that, to me, is the sign of a team that that has really turned the corner. It's it's not even a 28-point win. It's that. It's that focus. It's that energy. It's that fire. And if they can do that, then I think this team has a chance to, to really turn the corner as a, as a football team. So as we kind of look at predictions for this game you know I think when I when I look at this contest it's it's look our staff is all on the same page it's we all predicted an our name win but it's it's to varying degrees and I think the varying degrees are kind of looking at it from the standpoint of there's still a little bit of uncertainty about who this Notre Dame team is there's still a little bit of uncertainty of okay are they really going to be sharp is the offense going to finally get going you know, we've kind of talked about how they've scored 35 and 41 points the last two games, but, you know, this is a team score averaging 38 points per game in the last two games, but the offense has yet to get to 30. And so, you know, on its own, meaning without getting the ball at the 
two yard line to, to set up a score. Cause like, I'm trying to think of, of the game against, uh, against Syracuse. They, they actually scored 34 offensive points. They had a defensive touchdown, but one of their touchdowns on offense was a two yard drive where they blocked the punt. So, I mean, to me, that's an offensive touchdown technically, but it's not, it's not where they put a drive together. And of course, last week you had a, a pick six uh, in that game. You had a blocked punt that was returned for a touchdown. So your offense only scored 21 points. So you really haven't seen the offense step up. And I think as I look through our staff predictions, you see a lot of that. And and, and I'll get to mine too, but and Ryan will have his, but I'm going to kind of tell you where the rest of the Notre Dame staff or the Irish breakdown staff is on that one. Vince D'Addario predicted Notre Dame to win 35 to 6. Sean Davis predicted Notre Dame to win 34 to 13. And Sean Styers predicted a 38 to 20 win. And then you have Andrew McDonough, who conv- picked a, a far more uh, convincing win by picking uh, Notre Dame to win forty-two to ten. So we're all on the same page, and and um, it just was about magnitude. And you know, so when you when you kind of think about you know which team is going to show up tomorrow. At, by the way, the game's at noon on ABC. Uh, Notre Dame is a fifteen and a half point favorite. I think everybody, for the most part, agrees that the defense is going to show up. I think what you're seeing in some of those scores is there's still questions about, you know, will the Notre Dame offense show up and be able to get its job done? And that's going to be the interesting thing. And I think this is going to be a very good test for the Notre Dame offense, which we talked about. But I'm going to dive into my prediction first, and I'm going to kind of explain how I see this game playing out. And my prediction is I predict Notre Dame to win 31-6. to and I do think that this team is going to be uh, focused. I do think this team is going to come out locked in. The reason I'm only predicting 31 to six is because even locked in, this team still has to show me that it can be a big play offense. And so my prediction of 34 to six, I mean, I'm predicting five scores from Notre Dame. I don't think they're going to have many more possessions than that based on what we've seen. If Notre Dame comes out and runs the ball the way that they have in recent games, they're going to shorten the clock and then Navy's looking to shorten the clock and you have two teams looking to kind of reduce the, t- the, the, the tempo of the game. And that's going to play into a limited possession game. The exception could be is if Notre Dame's defense forces turnovers and a bunch of three and outs, if that happens, then I can see Notre Dame scoring a lot more points because they just have better players. I also don't, because if I thought also that Notre Dame was going to be sort of a big play offense, and you think back to, you know, the 2019 game when Notre Dame beat Navy back in 2019, you know, they didn't have a ton of possessions in that game, but they just scored every time they had the football, but they scored quickly. And so they were able to extend possessions in that game because of that. You know, they scored 52 points in that game, but if you remember, one of their touchdowns was a defensive touchdown. Paul Moala had a 27-yard fumble fumble returning picked off an option play you know but their first drive was a long drive 11 plays 75 yards and then their second drive was two plays and 73 yards you know they 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 went pretty quick on that second touchdown drive and you had a uh you had a uh, 11 yard run by Lawrence Keys and then a penalty and then you had a 47 yard touchdown pass to Chase Claypool I believe that was on a seam throw your next drive was four plays and 39 yards because you got a short field the next play the next series it was one play, lasted nine seconds. It was a it was a 70-yard touchdown pass from Ian Book to Braden Lindsay. And so you look at that that's that game, and they scored 38 first half points because they had short fields and big plays. And then you kind of, you know, you saw similar things in the second half. You saw a big play 
uh, you know, Chase Claypool continued to kind of make plays in that game. I think he ended up with like three touchdowns in that game. But you saw a little bit longer drives from Notre Dame in that game, and that's why they didn't score a lot more in the second half. So if I thought that this team could be more of a big play offense, I'd go with more points. So uh, that's just kind of where I'm at. So my 31-6 to just comes from limited possessions for both teams that want to run the clock, run the ball and control the clock. I think Notre Dame will play well. I think Notre Dame will dominate. But unless they can rip off big plays or force a lot of turnovers, then I don't think they're going to score a ton of points. However, that dude doesn't necessarily agree with me. I do not. I do not. And, uh, <laughs> can I say this? Uh, yes. I hope you're right. As you're going to say everything you're about to say, I hope you're right. Well, I'm just saying I'm going to be in the box on Saturday, and I'm one to know with the team in the box. And the last last game I went to, Syracuse scored what 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 they scored against Syracuse 41, 41, 41. 24, I believe. Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm banking here, Brian. I'll be very honest because I know some people are going to look at my score prediction. They're going to say you predicted a, a big score against Marshall, and you're correct. You're correct. I predicted that one very incorrectly as did most people in the general college football landscape, right? But I think that for me, what gives me confidence going into this football game is, one, Notre Dame the last two games I think has really showed me that they can stack performances in a row where I become now more confident that this team is really turning that corner and taking that next step. I mean, the last two weeks you beat a – Good Syracuse team, 41 to 24. You beat a very good Clemson team, 35 to 14. And I think that I do believe that this team is going to take care of business against a inferior opponent this weekend. So I pick 52 to seven. And I know that that sounds like a crazy number. I get it. And I understand why people are probably even shaking their head or rolling their eyes or whatever they're choosing to do over that score prediction. It's just, I, there's just something about Notre Dame. Now the last couple games that has me confident that this team is moving to that next step, that they are going to be able to go against a team that's inferior and just dominate this football game from start to finish. I do think that they could score a couple turnovers because I think that for me, you look at Navy and a triple option team is usually a very efficient offense that doesn't turn the ball over a ton. Well, they've turned the Not ball over 13 team. times this year, yeah. you know, so they, yeah. they have a propensity to turn the ball over a little bit. So I think Notre Dame can steal a couple in that regard. I think that Navy is going to try to, you know, load up against the run. I think Notre Dame is still going to have some success running the football, but I really do think that the passing game is just going to have a step up in this football game. So Notre Dame in the, in the blowout, I have them here 52 to seven, a big score, but again, Hope I'm right. Hope I'm right on this one. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Well, Ryan, I mean, your your prediction is not far off from what Notre Dame's done in a lot of years of the series. You know, and it's more about this unique nature of this year's offense. I mean, if you go back to 2010, Notre Dame lost to Navy after that year of a 35-17 loss. They scored 56, 50, 38, 49, 41, 27 in a loss, 24, 44, 52, 34. So you're 52 to 7 is very much in line, especially if you think there's going to be turnovers because as you mentioned, a lot of those Navy teams were not necessarily turnover-prone teams. The 2019 game got out of hand because of that. If you remember correctly, I think Khalid Kareem forced a fumble. There was another fumble they forced in the, early in the game. They had a fourth down stop. And then, of course, Paul Mawala had the fumble, the the pick the option pass off return for touchdown. So the offense had big plays in that game. But they also had a touchdown from the defense and then two other drives that were set up by the defense. And that's how you got to 52 because 52 against Navy is an impressive feat when you consider the amount of limited possessions you're going to have. So we've seen that in the past where Notre Dame's been able to create stops, create big plays and create turnovers. And it's led to a lot of points. My only thing was, and I was talking about this before you got on, is I just, I, I, I can't just necessarily, for me, predict, oh, they're going to turn it over a bunch because this has not been a great turnover defense. They were last week, which was huge, but this hasn't been a great force a bunch of turnovers defense. Now I'll say this, it's interesting that a team that struggled to turn the ball over so much in the first seven games of the year has literally accounted for two direct touchdowns in the last two games off turnovers. And they've been much better at forcing turnovers and putting games away with turnovers. They've put the the defense has put the last two games away with turnovers. You had the Marist interception off the Howard Cross tip against Syracuse when no name was going to win, but it's like okay, if Syracuse can put a drive together here, this could get a little bit hairy down the stretch. And then you know it's, they're they're losing, to, they're beating Clemson twenty one to nothing. But as you and I both know. Clemson scores there early fourth quarter, you know, Notre Dame's offense, they get a stop next to, you know, it could easily be 21, 14 with three or four minutes left. And you never know what could happen then. And the defense puts it away. So they've done that, but it's it just, for me, I need to see that they're really a legitimate turn force to turnover team. If you're correct and they force two to three turnovers, I think your mm-hmm. score is going to be much closer to being accurate than mine. There, there's no question about it because I do think this team will put the ball in the end zone if they get if they force turnovers, especially if it's turnovers on short fields, right? right. Like if they're forcing turnovers at the 25 going in, okay, all right, that's a punt, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be the key to this game. But the other thing that's going to be important too, Ryan, is I could see them scoring a lot more points without forcing two, three, four turnovers if they if they could find a way to generate big plays. That's the unknown for me. Is can this team find ways to get a Braden Lindsay open on a deep route. I mean, look, Braden Lindsay scored a 70-yard touchdown pass, ran right by a Navy defense that was a, from a top 25 team, but I'm supposed to believe he's not good enough to do two three years later to do that against a, you know, Navy team that's 3 and 6, right? That's what I'm supposed to believe. Yeah. You know, cuz it's it's a Braden Lindsay problem apparently. So, if they can find that, then sure. And that's what mm-hmm. we talked about in the keys to victory yesterday. We need to see that, but in my prediction, I'm just not predicting it till we see it, but I sure hope we do. I really hope that we do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Brian. I mean, I there's I think there's going to be opportunities for big plays, to your point, right? Like, I mean, it's going to be tough for Navy just to handle the speed that Notre Dame has at wide receiver. And I think that a interesting conversation, and, you know, I know it's not like super groundbreaking, 
is that Notre Dame should be able to get a lot of time for Drew Pine in the pocket against mm-hmm. this defense. I mean, Jacob Bursich, I know, is a, is a decent little player as a defensive end, but they don't really have one-on-one winners as pass rushers. So that's not really what they have in their arsenal. So I think they'll be able to create some time to throw the football. I think they'll get some guys open. At that point, it's just about can you capitalize, right? Like we haven't seen them capitalize a ton this year, but – guess I'm just banking on a couple of those big plays and Notre Dame gets rolling a little bit. And But I, I really hope that either way, I would be happy with either one of our outcomes because for me, mm-hmm. it's you, you put a stamp on a team that you should have dominated and you did, right? So like at the end of the day, as long as Notre Dame dominates this football game and it's never a doubt and they don't take their foot off the gas, I'll be happy. The final score is just arbitrary at that point for me. I expect Notre Dame to win convincingly. It's more about how they get to the final score than what the actual final score is for me. Uh, that's where I'm at. I mean, my 31-6, Ryan, I'm not upset by. Uh, I'm no. not. I mean, look, what I like more, I mean, what I like 38-6, to 41-6, to 52-3, you know, sure. uh, that kind of thing. What I like that kind of score, because you're what, 52-7 was yours, correct? Correct. Would I like something like that? Sure, I would love that. But 31 to 6 is is a dominating performance. I mean, it's the second year in a row you've held Navy under 10 points. But that's nothing to scoff at. Yeah. Where I would be a little concerned is if it's like a 24 to 3, a 21 to 10, yeah. something like that where the offense just really struggles to move the football. My my prediction comes from I think Notre Dame's going to run all over Navy, but it's going to be exactly how it's been all year. 15-yard gain, 8-yard gain, 10-yard gain, 12-yard gain, 6-yard gain. Right, so that's going to be eight, nine play drives, and they're going to eat a lot of time off the clock. I mean, I could see this happening, right? I could see Notre Dame – I could see Navy starting off with the ball, going on a little four-minute drive and not getting anything. Notre Dame stops Mm -hmm. them, forces a punt, turns it over, you know, turnover on downs. Notre Dame gets the ball, their own 35, and Mm -hmm. turns out a six-minute drive. And then Navy gets the ball back and puts another five-minute drive together. Notre Dame gets the ball back, goes down and scores another touchdown on a 10-play drive. And next thing you know, Navy gets the ball back back with two and a half minutes left, and they eat up the clock, and Notre Dame's third possession, they're taking a knee. I mean, I I could see that in this game. I mean, it's not inconceivable to see that. And that's partly where the 31-4 comes from. It's for me, Ryan, and I I think we're on the same page here, it's more about I want to see them playing with fire. I want to see them playing focused. I want to see them playing hard and I want to see them kind of looking at Navy like you're standing between us and our goals and mm-hmm. that's not okay. And we're going to, yeah. we're going to punish you for it. And that's what I want to see from this team, whether it's a 31 to six, 52 to seven or anything in between. That's, that's what I'm going to care more about than necessarily the, the final score of the game. And that's where we get to the whole port of right. you and I are both process driven people. I could also see a game that's 52 to seven that I'm not necessarily as impressed by. You know, sure. the defense does its job for it gets a couple of scores, punt block for a touchdown, gives the offense a bunch of short fields. And, you know, like the 44 to 21 game against UNLV, you and I both came out of the game like, that was ugly. Like, I'm not happy about that game. So it's not so much the score, it's how you got there. And I think you nailed that with that comment is, is it's how you get there is going to be the big key of this game. For sure. Yep. So, Ryan, I think that's going to do it for our predictions here. We have a lot of good predictions here from our from our people here at Irish Breakdown. Uh, Michael Johnson to kind of cap things off. 45-10 with Steve Angeli with one TD pass. I would love that. What's I up? would love to see Steve Angeli get a chance to get in the game and, and, and run the offense. And that's 
a concern I have about Coach Freeman allowing Tommy Reese to do that, and that's been an issue. Brian Kelly didn't let Tommy Reese do that. He didn't let Chip Long do that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, nearly enough in, in game. So I wouldn't like to see that. I would like to see that. It would tell us a lot. It would tell us a lot. We're going to move on to the rest of predictions of the rest of college football this weekend. But before we do, folks, please, when you're in here, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast, sign up for the boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. Give us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Make sure you're signing up to the CFB Nation podcast as well. If you're a recruiting junkie, John Garcia is ramping up his recruiting stuff. He had a a, a show this week on CFB Nation talking about uh, the, its flip season, all the possible flips. And he sat a lot of time talking about Dante Moore, uh, who's uh, there's a lot of rumblings about he could flip somewhere. It's not going to be Notre Dame. And, of course, Notre Dame's trying to get into flip season, right? They're trying to flip Caleb Smith, who they got to decommit from Texas Tech. They're going to try to flip him. There's an offensive lineman committed to Wisconsin, Chris Tarek, that they're trying to flip. So Notre Dame's trying to play that game as well and uh, and try to get those guys. We've already seen him do it before this year, Armel Mookum. Obviously, they got to commit from Boston College, and I'm feeling like there was another guy, Dylan Edwards, who they got to commit or flip from Kansas State. What's that? Bubakar Traore from Boston College. Yep, Yep, there you go. So – They've played the flip game so far, and uh, they're going to continue to try to continue that here down the stretch with some of the players they're trying to finish with. So, uh, obviously, Caleb Smith's a guy that we've talked a lot about. Uh, Chris Tarek's like, Christopher Tarek's not a kid we've talked a lot about, but it, we all know that that's another guy that's committed elsewhere that Notre Dame is trying to flip. So, we'll see if they're able to finish with that as well. So, definitely check that out, and that's going to be on CFB Nation podcast so, and, and the YouTube channel. So, make sure you're subscribing to those. And I'll ask one favor. If you are someone who watches YouTube, can you help us out and start watching some of those CFB Nation videos? We are over a 1,000 subscribers. You all did a great job getting us over a 1,000 in, in a hurry. But now to get monetized, we need to get the watch hours up. So when we got those videos up, we would greatly appreciate your help watching those uh, for us. Absolutely.